we'll read Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 onwards it says for when for the time you ought to be teachers you have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a baby but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil there, chapter 6 verse 1 therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ let us go on unto perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works faith towards God of doctrine of baptisms of laying on of hands of resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment and this will we do if God permit hallelujah so we've been looking at this portion of scripture specifically this portion of scripture because it says here that these it, in verse 12 Hebrews 5 12 says the first principles of the oracles of God or we've seen the meaning is the letters of the alphabet or ABCD of God's word this is supposed to be learned and taught by every single believer I mean this is so clearly written I mean I've been teaching this for the past 14 years and I have, every time I come back I'm, I'm more convinced that this is the will of God this is the will of God that everybody should be learning this and teaching these foundational doctrines it is very important and it is it says that in chapter 6 verse 1 it says these are the original teachings of Christ so if somebody asks you what did Jesus teach when he was on the earth you can show them hey this is the, this is what Jesus taught this is what he was teaching to his disciples this is what he taught the people when he was on the earth in fact this is the actual discipleship program started by Jesus himself what did he teach his disciples how did he make disciples he taught these things and we have seen at least from the time that I've seen last 14 years that the people who have learned this and and are involved in teaching these things they cannot be shaken like that they cannot be shaken even right now in 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 the recent uh, events that you've seen you've all the people who, who separated themselves they are the people who've been teaching these things they have been involved with the word of God it's not just um, you, you don't just simply say only miracles miracles but what we've been taught from the word of God to obtain what we want from the word because the word is eternal the word is anointed 365 days 24 hours all the time whatever we need is in the word and when we have a strong foundation in the word we cannot be shaken here and there we go to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says and Ephesians 4 11 says and he gave some apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ and th see that's the purpose 
of the fivefold ministry apostle prophet evangelist pastors teachers is to equip the saints so the saints will do the work of the ministry but there is a time given for them there is a time for them it says till we all come to the unity of faith to to the knowledge of the son of god to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ Amen. see that's the standard see till we reach see that's a high standard the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ that means till we all become like christ till everything about us is like christ till then these fivefold ministries are there and the reason is that we should no longer be children what happens to children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men by the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting but speaking the truth in love may grow up look at that that's what ha- the, to children what i mean what happens to children somebody says come i'll give you chocolate they'll come somebody else co- says come i'll give you a uh, chocolate cake they'll go there I mean, they are tossed to and fro here and there from one meeting to the other, from one prophet to the other. That's what happens to children. Instead, <clears throat> if they are taught from the word to obtain everything that Jesus has paid for them by believing the word and receiving the, it directly from, from God himself. That's the primary reason of the fivefold ministry. Instead, what we see is people misuse these positions they misuse them and make the people dependent on them see that's not what it says their purpose is to make sure the people of god grow up they become mature they are able to handle things themselves not always running to pastor not always saying brother pray for me brother pray for me no they should be able to find from the word and get their answers that's why we, that's why we are doing this we are learning these foundational doctrines and here we see that um bible calls this is the milk of god's word see milk is good children survive with milk for a long time i i even now i like drinking milk because it is healthy but you can't live only on milk this is the milk that will build your foundation that will help you grow to a certain level so we can get meat see some of the messages pastor michael preaches on wednesday it is strong stuff it is very strong stuff small when I mean, new believers it is it is actually little difficult for them to handle because that is meat that is meat he's been teaching on a subject for ages and ages and ages and going deeper and deeper into the topic of wisdom that is meat but this is milk but if you have this proper then you can handle other stuff and it says there are seven foundational doctrines repentance from dead work faith towards god doctrines baptism laying on of hands resurrection of the dead eternal judgment seven and we've seen that these seven foundational doctrines they actually represent the life cycle of a believer from the first step till the last and you see the first is repentance and the last is judgment and these two are the most misused words in christianity these two are two beautiful words when you hear them it should it should make you happy instead people when they hear these word repent or judgment they are getting scared 
they're getting scared but these are the most i was just teaching these in in the bible school just yesterday we finished it i finished teaching on judgment by the time i finished it they are like wow this is such a nice word so their thinking changed so we've looked at repentance from dead work and we've been looking at faith so that's our topic this was just introduction till now we understood from uh, from for at least four scriptures in the bible one in the old testament and three times in the new testament where it says the just shall live by faith the just mean white people that means people who are made righteous by the blood of jesus born again people so for them faith is a lifestyle everything about them is by faith because bible says in hebrews 11 without faith is it it is impossible to please god see <coughs> you you need to understand that when you look in the book of genesis you as you go through chapter 1 it is talking about creation we understand when you look at that we understand all the heavens all the things in in the universe they were made for the earth bible says the heavens were made for the earth and the earth was made for man and man is made for god man is made in the image of god to give pleasure to god for family god wanted family see my family includes people who are like me yes or no i cannot marry uh, an animal no i am a man i married a woman we are the same class of beings so we are made in the image of god because god wanted family and our main purpose is to please god and without faith it is impossible to please god it is impossible to please god and we understood that faith is like the currency by which we obtain we take everything that jesus paid for see whatever we needed hebrews um, sorry second peter chapter 1 verse 2 says all things that pertain to life and godliness is already given to us that means whatever we need to fulfill the plan of god on the earth is given to us already given to us 2000 years ago it is given it is in our name but to take it we need faith we need faith it's like like i said when you go to it, when you go to the supermarket you don't call them and say i want this so you buy and stock it no even before you have a need for it it is already stocked and kept but you go with 100 rupees you can buy only for 100 rupees stuff you go with 1000 rupees you can buy stuff worth 1000 rupees so the same way your faith what is it that you need your need is already provided by god because jesus paid for it but what you need how do you know it from the word of god you take it and then you obtain whatever jesus has paid for you what you need you take it so faith is taking what jesus has already paid for you on the cross that is faith it's the currency by which you take it you you take hold of it you take possession of it and we also understood in um, if we that there are two types of faith human faith which is based on our five senses our experience our intelligence so you need to see something to believe it 
that is human faith. But there is another kind of faith called God kind of faith. Like, like by which you, you Bible says Romans 4.17, God calls those things which be not as though they are. As though they are. That means even before it is there, he knows it is there. He calls them. That's a God kind of faith. For you to call on a, on a Jesus whom you did not see as though he were, you need the God kind of faith. The moment you heard the gospel, you, believe, you, you, you received it, you changed your thinking. For you to become born again, God put that faith inside you. It is a gift. And that faith is the same faith as Peter and Paul had. The same amount of faith. That's why second, um, second Peter chapter 1 Verse 1, Peter says, all of you who have obtained like precious faith. That means of the same value and honor as Peter. And we've seen Jesus saying, have the faith of God. In Mark 11, let's read that. Mark 11. Verse 22. Mark 11:22 it says and Jesus and answering Jesus said unto them have the faith of God some translations put it as faith in God but that is not correct the correct translation is have the faith of God it is and after that he said in verse 23 for truly i say to you what whosoever shall say to this mountain be moved and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but believe that what he says shall occur he shall have what he say see that is the faith of God that is how God's faith operates and he is telling the people you should have the faith of God and 22 he is telling them and then in 23 he is explaining it that you believe in your heart and you speak you have it that is the faith of God that is the faith of God and we understood in Galatians 2, um, Paul said, we, this life that we live, we live by the faith of the Son of God. That means we have already been given the same faith as Jesus. When Jesus said in, um, in John chapter 14, verse 12, he said, um, whatever I did, you will do, even greater things. That means he is expecting at least for us to do the same things. If Jesus did it by faith, then we need the same kind of faith. We cannot do it without the same kind of faith. So, we need to understand that we already have the same kind of faith. And we saw how, it, how faith comes. The faith that is inside you is brought out by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17. You don't have a faith problem. You have a knowledge problem. Based on what you need, you hear the scripture about it. You build it up. The more you hear it and hear it, it rises up. The faith to accomplish that task rises up. See, you have the same faith that Jesus had for everything. But for every particular thing, for example, you need finances. Faith for finances comes by hearing and hearing the word of God concerning finances. It is there. It will come up by that. And we also found out that the way to release your faith, the first step is by speaking. 
speaking and then acting on it. Sec, uh, James chapter 2 verse 26 says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without action is dead. So whatever you are believing for, you need to follow it up with a corresponding action. So that, that's the basic thing about faith. And then we were looking, so before we uh, continue, just go to Philemon. There is only one chapter, <coughs> verse 6. Philemon verse 6, it says, The communication of your faith will become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ. Look at that. The communication of whose faith? Your faith. The word communication is koinonia which means fellowship or partnership or display. How do you, how do you fellowship your faith? How do you describe and partnership and display your faith? By acknowledging. That means the word acknowledge is epignosis which means having precise and correct knowledge. That's the meaning of that word. To have precise and correct knowledge of every good thing which is already in you in Christ. Whatever you need, God has given you in Christ. In Christ. You are in Christ now. You are in Christ, Christ in you. So, whatever you need, God has already provided to you in Christ. So, for you to receive that, you need to first have precise and knowledge of what Jesus gave you. Get, how do you get it from the word? And you need to acknowledge. That means you need to keep speaking. How do you acknowledge something? Yes, that's true. This is what the word says. You're acknowledging it. If somebody is talking to you, you acknowledge by responding back, right? So how do you acknowledge it? By studying the word, speaking it, you're acknowledging it. The more you do that, the more you're displaying your faith. That's what this verse says. It's a very powerful scripture. It says, the communication of your faith will become more effective. More effective by acknowledging these things. By having precise and correct knowledge of everything God has given, already given you in Christ. By knowing what is already in your name in Christ. See, unless you know what is in your name, you cannot take it. Right? So how do you obtain, what is, how do you use and utilize what is yours? By first having correct knowledge of what is already yours. If you don't know what is yours, you cannot take it, you cannot use it. To have correct knowledge of what is already yours in your name, you need to study the word. And then you need to acknowledge it by speaking it. And you declare it. That way you are communicating your faith. Yes, tomorrow I will have that building. This is the kind of house I am having. God is giving me my own house. Tomorrow, I mean, my, I, I will be a joyful mother of children. I will have children running around in the house. See, you are acknowledging it. It is the will of God. He said, uh, uh, blessed is the man who has, uh, it said, children are a blessing of the Lord. Blessed is the man who has his quiver full of them. 
I am already blessed. Bible says, Ephesians 1.13 says, He has blessed you with every blessing in heavenly places. That means in God's eyes you are already blessed. If you are already blessed, that means this is also part of the blessing. Children is a part of the blessing. I said, okay, I am already blessed. That means I will have my house will be full of children. That's, that's how you take it. You have correct knowledge of what God has already given you and you take it and you speak it. That's the way you operate this thing. Many people don't know. So if you don't know these things, what will you do? You will be dependent on somebody else's prayer. But God is waiting for you to speak it out of your mouth. It is your faith. How do you communicate your faith? By having precise knowledge of what God has already put in your name. You need to have the knowledge. And based on that, you speak it. You speak it because your faith will work with your words. Your faith is actually waiting for your words to be released. Because your faith will work for you. See, if you look in the Gospels, you will see Jesus telling people, your faith made you whole. Your faith. The, the lady with the issue of blood, when she touched, she kept saying to herself, see, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. See, what was she doing? She was acknowledging what she believed. She was speaking. She had knowledge, okay, if I touch him, I'm going to be healed. So she was saying it to herself. And then she followed it up with an action. She went and touched and then what did Jesus say? See, that, that's what mattered. He did not tell her, my faith, because I am anointed, because I am the son of God, you got healed. No. He said, daughter, your faith made you whole. How did she display her faith? By first acknowledging what she had. She acknowledged. See, 12 years she suffered. 12 years. It says, under the hands of every physician. 12 years, she did not see any result. 12 years, oh, imagine. Doctor after doctor after doctor, bleeding every day, every day, every day. It's not a good thing. She thought nothing, she would not receive it, ever. But then, when she started acknowledging it and speaking it, then she got hers. That's why we have to have correct knowledge of what God has already given us. And then you speak it out. When you speak, your faith is active. See, you can only sustain yourself by somebody else's faith for a little while. Just like children. See, I can only guide my children for a certain period, a certain time. When they are really small, I can tell them, hey, hold my hand when we are crossing the road. I can hold their hand. After some time, when they become 15, 16, if I hold their hand, it's like, hey, what's wrong with them? Something is wrong with them. Something is wrong with them. So, it's for a certain time, you survive on somebody else's faith. But sometimes God expects you to mature. God expects you to know His word, to grow up. Get the milk first, grow up, and then start eating meat. See, that's why we are studying these things. And um, today we are going to look, I know I covered it a little bit um, when we were talking about those stuff. Today, let's look at it again in detail. Galatians 5, 6. 
Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 it says for in Jesus Christ neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision but faith which works by love look at that it says faith works by love and then here I'll read another translation I'll read a couple of translation NIV says faith expressing itself through love New King James says faith working through love Amplified says faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love through love so for your faith to work it works through love like I told last week um, you can have a big car but that for that car to run you need fuel you need fuel if the fuel is not there it can be the best car in the world without fuel it is not moving an inch see we don't have a faith problem you already have the faith of Jesus inside you you don't have it's the best faith you can ever have the same faith of God it is there but it is not moving anywhere till you have love but thank God God has already put that love inside you see whose faith do you have God's faith for God's faith to work you need God's love God's faith works by God's love see if you if you have um, if, if you do servicing for, for cars Hyundai company will recommend Hyundai parts only it will not tell you to buy Maruti parts see Hyundai car works with Hyundai parts same way God's faith works by God's love and this love also there are two types of love just like faith human love and God's love human love is based on circumstances you do everything the way I like then I love you after some time uh -uh. today you're looking beautiful so I love you tomorrow when you become old ah, I will think of somebody else maybe my opinion will change that is human love that is human love based again based on your senses on your feelings today you look at one woman you feel ah something is happening kuch kuch hota hai then tomorrow you see somebody else again kuch kuch hota hai that is human love you'll say that's why we see so many divorces in the world because what happened they say I don't have any feelings for you anymore it is based on their feelings they, when their feelings change their love change see that is human love but God kind of love is not like that God kind of love is God himself Bible says God is love let's look at that scripture let me give you that scripture I forgot uh, where was that This 
Come on. I had that. Where is it? Anyway, I'll get that scripture. Alright. Bible says God is love. He is love himself. And that love today he's given us. How? Romans 5 5. It says, and hope does not make us ashamed, but the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit given to us. Look at that. The love of God. Whose love? God's love. Where is it today? Poured into our heart by the Holy Spirit himself. See, if you look at the word uh, poured, I'll, I'll tell you the actual meaning of that. The word poured, it, it actually means, one second, the word is ekkyo. I don't know the, how to pronounce it. It means um, like uh, it is overflowing. It is overflowing. And another translate, another dictionary puts it like like this. It is uh, poured out to overflowing. Poured out to overflowing. I mean, distribute largely. Distribute largely that's how the holy spirit put it see the moment we become born again our spirit is born again and the holy spirit is living inside us now and that same holy spirit whose spirit is it god's spirit he poured out god's love into our heart into our spirit the where is the faith of god in our spirit so now the fuel is there See, you have the vehicle, you have the fuel. But without the key, it will not start. The key is knowledge of the word of God. It's knowledge of the word of God. You, sometimes you may have knowledge of the word of God, but still no fuel. Are you understanding this? So all three have to be there. All three has to be there. So what we need to understand is, God has already given us his faith and he to work that faith he has given us his love are you seeing this to work that faith he's given us his love because god's faith works by god's love and as long as you don't have the knowledge about it everything is use, useless for you you can try you can struggle it nothing will work you will be dependent on somebody else so now you need to understand, when you look at yourself, you are not somebody who is just, I'm just a believer, I'll just live for next 20, 30 years, whatever happens, maybe God's will, or the devil is always behind me. You'll think like that. That's how normal, uh, I mean, you look at any, any ordinary believer out there, they think like that. Why? Because they don't have knowledge about the word. But in fact, they are special people. They already have the faith of the Son of God. They already have the love of God in their heart. They have the Holy Spirit inside. What is lacking? Word of God. Now, we're going to look at this love. So, any time 
you see the word faith mentioned, at least 80% of the time, you will see the word love along with it. Love. See, we, last time we looked at a lot of scriptures. We'll just look at some of them. Uh, Galatians 5.22 It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, quiet mind, kind acts, well-doing, faith. 1 Timothy 6.11 First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 It says, but you, O man of God, flee these things, follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. See here, one thing you need to know is, it's talking about man of God. Man of God. So man of God should display all these things. He should already have an understanding of these things. Let's look at some more. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 13. Second Timothy 1 13. Hold fast the form of sound words which you have heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Okay, I got this. My wife found the scripture. 1 John chapter 4 verse 8 says, He that loveth, loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. That's what I, verse 6, yep. Let's read that. Let's read that. One John chapter four verse eight. I was looking in John. I couldn't find it. One John chapter four verse eight. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And verse sixteen. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us, for God is love. He who abides in love abides in God and God in Him. See, God is love and we are made in His image. So, who are you? You are love. See, God is love. In whose image are you? God's image. And that love is there inside you. So, now you become that love. That's why you may not like somebody, but you can still love them. You can still love them. When that love is flowing, when the love of God becomes your motive, faith will work. Your faith will automatically work. When you want to bless somebody, why? Because the love of God. When you want to do something for somebody, the love of God is flowing from you. You are not doing it for selfish reason. Or you said, if I give him this money, I will be famous with him, he will give me special consideration. That's not the love of God not the love of God. That is human planning, wickedness. <laughs> Are you seeing that? But out of a genuine heart, you just desire, okay, I'll just bless them. I just give. See what is happening? You are sowing and the faith to get the harvest is now working. You sowed in faith and now that harvest is coming. See, many people were disappointed 
because they thought when they came to know that the money was misappropriated uh, earlier because they sold in church for this thing and that thing but that money was not used for that purpose they felt disheartened but you don't have to what was your heart condition when you gave love of god you wanted to be a blessing so you gave out of a out of the love of god inside you motivating you pushing you to give so you gave like that you gave like that so in god's eyes you were right right you gave out of love not ordinary love god's love yes or no because you are not giving it so you will get personal benefit no you are giving it because you wanted to be a blessing you wanted to be a part of something bigger so you gave it out of love now what is happening that love is flowing and now your faith will work so you can expect your harvest you can expect the harvest of your sowing now your faith will work let's look at some more scriptures philemon chapter 1 there's only one chapter we read verse 6 before let's look at verse 5 hearing of your love and faith which you have towards the lord jesus and towards all saints and then it says that the communication of your faith will become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in christ jesus see that it's actually talking about love and faith because that faith which is inside you is useless till love is the motive see why do you want to get something that's this is very important bible says god judges the motives and the hearts of people so if your motive is something selfish it may not work because one second i'll show you god just put one second uh James chapter 4 verse 3 James chapter 4 verse 3 says You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasure Look at that Why sometimes why did you when why do you think you did not receive certain things because it was not out of the love of god you just wanted it for your selfish reason see god is not against us having good things but if you think and i have it i'll be somebody great i can show off i can i can uh, put these pictures i the people will think big of me now then it's a selfish reason but god still loves you so much he wants you to enjoy so he said lord you said it it's your word i'll enjoy you will freely give me all good things to enjoy see that is the love of god you know god you know father you love me too much you will give me good things to enjoy you will give me my own house to enjoy why because you you said it it's your promise not for me to show off because it's my father's genuine love for me to give me things freely to enjoy 
See, that's when you look at it that way, it's not selfish. But otherwise, um, today I have this car. I'll sell this car. I'll get another car. Lord, I want this car so I can show off. People will think I'm, I'm a big guy. See, that's asking amiss, as the Bible says. It is for your own selfish pleasure. You understand that? So, so you need to understand this, that love should be your motive, whatever it is. And for us to receive these things, we need to have a deeper understanding of love. Go, go to Ephesians chapter 3. There is a prayer here that we pray. From verse 14 we pray. Alright. And uh, verse 17 says, That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend. Look at that. How does... It says, Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. See, you are a believer. This is written to believers. You are already saved. But how do you constantly dwell in that place of the anointing? See, Christ means the anointed one. You are constantly aware of the anointed one. You are dwelling in his presence through faith. How? By being rooted and grounded in love. If you are not rooted and grounded in love, you will not stay in that place. You will not stay in that constant awareness of His presence, of His anointing, of His glory. No, you can't. You cannot. That's why it says rooted and grounded in love. So, to understand this better, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Do you have the amplified version? on your phone it's it's i would recommend get the amplified version amplified bible because it clearly gives the description so beautifully and here it's it says some translation says charity charity is actually agape the greek word is agape which means god's love not just love agape is not just love because that if you just simply say love it is human love Agape actually means God's love, not human love, God's love. So here the word used is agape. It's very specific. It is not human love, it is God's love. God's love. And it is even more specific, it means God's love in you. It is not just God's love, it is God's love in you. See, that's what you need to understand. See, the, when the King James translators, they put, they put, it was too much for them to understand. They just put it as charity. They're like, oh, something very big. They couldn't put it in those words. So, they put it as charity. Something that describes it in a broader sense. But the actual meaning is God's love in you. So, what I want you to do is, I, I will read it from the Amplified, alright? <clears throat> it says, um, verse 2 onwards I will read. 
If I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith that I can move mountains, but have not love or God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Look at that. You have everything. You have the faith. You have the gifts. Everything operating. But still, if you don't have love, you are nothing. It says, a useless nobody. A useless nobody. That's why I said you should read the Amplified Bible. And then it says, verse 3, Even if I give out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned, or in order that I may glory, but I do not have God's love in me, I am nothing, or I gain nothing. I can feed the poor. I can give, allow my body to be burned for my glory. That's what it says, for my glory. I don't gain anything if I don't have God's love in me. Now it is giving description of that love from verse 4. It says, God's love in me endures long, is patient and kind. It is never envious or boils over with jealousy. God's love in me is not boastful, vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. That is, you don't know. You obey me. I am the one. You, just, you obey what I am saying. Haughtily. You don't know who I am. I am the main person. I am this, that. That is called haughtily. Pride. That is not God's love. And then it says, it is not conceited, that means arrogant or inflated with pride. It is not rude. See, if you, are, if you have God's love in you, you will not speak rudely to people. You will always consider people. When people talk to you, you just feel it. You just, there is something different about this person. And then it says, it does not act unbecomingly. That means you will not... How do I put it? Dishonor people. You will not behave wrong in front of people. You will behave considering the other person. For example, when a senior person comes, you're just sitting there. On the phone, you're sitting there when somebody's preaching on the phone. What is that? That is acting unbecomingly. Disregarding the seniors, the person who is speaking. Are you seeing that? That is acting unbecomingly. Now let's, it says, God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way. It is not self-seeking. It is not touchy. It is not fretful and resentful. That means it does not get angry so fast. It is not touchy. I mean, some people you are very careful. Oh, I don't want to just speak. I don't know what will make them angry. I have to be very careful. See, you've seen such people, right? And it says, it will not insist on its own way. Like, you do it only my way. You just listen. I'm, what I say is the only right thing. Have you seen that? And then it says, it does not take into account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. And it bears up under anything and everything that comes. And it is ever ready to believe the best of every person. 
its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening. Then verse 7 says, love bears up, okay, no, verse 8 says, love never fails. That means it never fades or becomes obsolete or come to an end. See, that's the love of God. One thing I like about it is, it will always believe the best of every person. The believe the best of every person. See, I come from a background where I lived a very sinful life. I know how much mercy I need. If it wasn't for the love of God, which kept giving me chances and chances and chances, I would not be here today. The love of God just kept, I failed, then He gave me another chance. I failed again, gave me another chance. God kept believing the best for me. That's why I am where I am today. It did not give up. And some of the people I know, people like Pastor Michael, and in spite of all the blunders I did, they still believed in me. They still continued to love me. They still continued to, to, to speak the word to me, teach me. And because of that, we are where we are today. If they had given up, oh, this useless fellow, no point in speaking to him. Well, I've said it, I gave him advice two, three times, no use. Just, just leave him. I'm not even going to speak. If they had said that, I would be in some other place. But because they continued, it kept believing the best of every person. See, then it's a different story. When you believe the best of everyone, you can expect the best for them. And then you will believe for the best for them. And then what you believe will happen. See, your faith is operating at the highest level now. When you are believing the best for everyone. Are you understanding that? So, that is the love of God. So, what I want you to do is, it says God's love in you. That's the word used there. Say, God's love in me. That is, it's talking about me. So, you say, I am, I endure long. I am patient. I am kind. See, you are in whose image? God's image. God is love. So, who are you? Love. Yeah. What love? God's love. Not ordinary love. Speak it. Put your name there. Speak it. What happens? The more you do it, the more that will become a reality for you. And everything that you do will be motivated by this. It will be motivated by this. Not just, uh, I'll just try to think about something that will benefit me. No, no. So your actions will always be motivated by the love of God. And when it is like that, your faith will start working. That's why this is important. That's why we are looking at these scriptures. And you need to start acknowledging this. See, remember the communication, Philemon 1.6, the communication of your faith, how will it become effective? It becomes effective by acknowledging every good thing which is in you. The love of God is a good thing which is in you. See, when you acknowledge the love of God which is in you, your faith becomes effective. See, the verse before that, verse 5 is actually talking about love and faith. Isn't it? 
So you need to start acknowledging that love that is in you. I have the love of God in me. The Holy Spirit has poured out the love of God in me. God's love is in me. That is my identity. And whatever God's love, whatever description is there of God's love, now that is my description. That is how I am. I endure long. I am kind. I am patient. I am long-suffering. I will, I will expect the best of, I will believe the best of everyone. I am not arrogant. I am not conceited. I am not uh, selfish. I am not pride and boastful. See, you need to speak that about yourself. So now what is happening? The more you do it, you are actually becoming that. Everything about you will work like that. And then what happens? When you believe for something, it will work. Because you are not now believing something for selfish purpose. You are believing for something out of love. To be a blessing. How will God treat them? That is your motive. That is how you are thinking about them. And then your faith will automatically start working. So as we go, our time is up. But as you go today... I would encourage you to read this. You can install different ap applications on your phone with the Amplified Bible. Look at that portion, 1 Corinthians 13. Read from verse 2 onwards, 2 to 8. And identify yourself there. Put your name there. Understand that God's love is already in you. The word agape means God's love in me. Anytime you see the word love in the New Testament, Put that. Put that word. Then you will understand better. Then it, you will understand that, oh, it is not simply talking about some love. It is actually the love that is in me. But when Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now that same love is in you. Amen. That same love. Why? So that his faith can work properly. Remember Jesus said, whatever I will do. For you to do what he did, you need his faith. For you to operate his faith, you need his love. And all those things are given to you. And for you to know that, you need his word. You have it in your hand. So, if faith is the car, love is the fuel, the word of God is the key. The, to be more specific, the word of God coming out of your mouth is the key. Everything you can get. I'll close with Second Peter chapter 1. Verse 3 onwards, it says, As His divine power has given to us, look at that, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him. See, that's the word, that's the key. Who called us by glory and virtue, by which He has given to us what? Exceeding great and precious promises, that through these, you will become partakers of the divine nature having, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 
look at that he has already given you all things that you need but how through the knowledge what knowledge of what the promise of god exceeding great and precious promises so you take these promises that's the word and then what happens by acknowledging these things you are being transferred into his image look at that partakers of the divine nature what is the divine nature the nature of jesus so the more you have the word inside you the more you have the promise of god inside you you are becoming like him you are becoming like him and then verse 5 says sorry verse 5 says also for this very reason giving all diligence add to your faith virtue to virtue knowledge to knowledge self control to self control perseverance to perseverance godliness to godliness brotherly kindness to brotherly kindness love see that it's talking about faith it started with faith add to your faith so what are you adding to your faith you already have faith you need to add all these things then your faith will work you will be transferred or into the image of jesus himself you you will be more like him see in your spirit you are already like him but outside how you behave you have to describe him that comes with the knowledge of the word of god in your spirit you already have the love of god in your spirit you are 100% exactly like him but outwards how you behave is based on what is in your soul in your mind that comes by getting the word of god by getting the word of god so i believe you understood this let's pray father we praise you we worship you we thank you for your word we receive your word with meekness because it is able to save our souls we understand that love is the is the key thing it's a principal thing thank you father for our faith to work that's that should be our motive we understand these things father thank you we receive this with all meekness thank you lord that as we understand more of your word we are being conformed into the image of your son jesus thank you that on the outside we are becoming more like him what is on the inside is now coming outside thank you lord in jesus name amen hallelujah